0: you were forsaken. I'm accepted. You were
1: condemned.
0: I'm alive and well. The Spirit is within me because you died and rose again. Praise the no Lord. In. You are listening to True Bible Missions at Church, located at 610. West Mill Road, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where the pastor is Elaine Allen.
1: Praise the Lord, it's chat time. Praise Praise the the Lord. Lord, It's chat time again.
0: Yes, praise the Lord, it is chat time once again. Now this week we will continue to discuss current events and scriptures.
1: Praise the Lord. So I'm going to talk about some current events, some not so current, but I'm going to start with this article that someone sent to me. I saw it, but then I didn't think too much of it, but when it was sent to me, uh, it's about, It comes from Christian Headlines and it's talking about a Christian nurse who lost her job because she was wearing a, neck, a cross necklace and I guess that was in Britain someplace. And um, she refused to remove the cross necklace and now she won a, a major legal case before a British employment tribunal. This nurse was employed by Croydon Health Services in 2018 when she was asked to remove a necklace that bears a small gold cross. She's a Christian and she refused, saying that the cross is important public display of her faith and that she's been wearing the cross since she was young. And her legal representative, which is the Christian Legal Center noted that any other that other medical staff were permitted to continue to wear jewelry even as she was told to remove her necklace. So other, other people wore necklaces. And, right, and, but,
2: and they didn't know whether or not the necklaces that they were wearing were uh, related to their faith because they didn't ask them. It just, it just didn't look like a cross, so they never questioned what their jewelry meant to them.
1: No, I mean, so the other religious apparel included headscarves, turbans, kalava bracelets, and I wouldn't know.
2: Right. There's no
1: saying. I wouldn't know. Yeah. But they were not, she was not permitted to uh, wear this cross necklace. So the hospital alleged that the necklace presented a health risk and disciplined her by demoting her to non-clinical duties. After she was given a final warning for failing to remove the cross, she resigned in 2020 and sued Croydon Health Services, saying that it had violated her freedom of religion. So um, so
2: other people had necklaces, but her particular necklace was considered to be a health risk. Right. That's really...
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> doesn't make sense. No. Nothing in this world lately makes sense. But anyway, um, there was no proper explanation as to why the other items were permitted, but not a cross necklace. So uh, in a news release, the Christian Legal Center said the case develops a wider legal principle that employers cannot discriminate against employees for reasonable manifestations of faith in the workplace. And um, and
2: that's true because what, what certain people wear based upon their religion is an actual manifestation, a physical manifestation of what faith they belong to. And that's true.
1: So they said that from the beginning, this case ha- has been about the high-handed attack from the bureaucracy on the right of a devoted and industrious nurse to wear a cross the worldwide recognized and cherished symbol of Christian faith, Mm -hmm. said chief executive Uh, of the Christian Legal Center. It is very uplifting to see the tribunal acknowledge this truth. It was astonishing that an experienced nurse during a pandemic was forced to choose between her faith and the profession she loves. No, that's not a surprise to me.
2: Right. Right, because that would be the same thing as uh, the, the Jewish uh, kipka that the men wear.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure they weren't asking them to remove their skull caps.
1: And here's another article from ChristianHeadlines.com, and this happened in England. And you know, uh, you you're familiar with Alcoholics Anonymous and how yeah. it's uh, the 12 steps, and it's based on right. uh, It's Christian focused, or they tell you. Whatever your higher power is, uh-huh. you know. So, an Alcoholics Anonymous group in England has been removed from the AA's online directory of groups after it was told that it had become it had become too Christian focused. Uh-huh. How can you just become Christian focused? John Palmer, treasurer of the group in Yoville, said he was disappointed in the decision, adding that AA was started in the thirties, 1930s by Christians. The right. serenity, serenity prayer is vastly popular within AA and traditionally said at the end of meetings. He said it's a ridiculous decision. They've removed us from the find a meeting section of the AA website, okay, okay. which will prevent new members from finding us. In other words, we're being shut down. Right. The controversy started after a meeting where AA administrators in Somerset said the Yeovil group was uh, lovely, but not run along AA guidelines. In the administration meeting minutes, it was noted that someone in a Yeovil Group meeting had said, "The only way to recovery is through Jesus." They have gone against the traditions. The minutes said, "Nothing wrong with talking about Jesus, but this is not AA." Well, you know what? That might have offended somebody, but but if your higher power is something else. Nobody else complained about that. So
2: they're saying the AA
1: so in, wasn't in one meant of to the bring minutes, people
2: to Jesus.
1: In one of the minutes, someone someone's personal opinion said the only way to recovery is through Jesus.
2: Oh, and so someone said that, and then they took it to mean, well, even if the whole group agreed, and, and that was their focus, what would be the harm And in leading someone to the Lord, they're saying that the organization wasn't established to convert anybody. That's basically what they're saying. But if someone is inadvertently converted because of your faith or your stand in Christ, that's kind of nuts to say, well, now we're going to shut you down because your light has shined to the point where a person <laughs> wants to receive salvation. And that's just a little bit too much for us.
1: But I don't think that they do that at <laughs> those meetings. That's, all, that's
2: what I'm saying. But if a person sees your life, mm. sees how you conduct yourself, how you walk up right before the Lord, and based upon your example. They aspire to. Right. Coming mm. to these meetings, you actually lead them to Christ. You do it inadvertently, and then the person says, Well, your light is just too bright.
1: We got we to we <laughs> yeah.
0: cut it off. We got to dim it.
1: Right. <laughs> so, Andrea Williams, chief executive of Christian Concern, said in a statement that there is a radical transformation among alcoholics in an AA meeting after encountering the hope and healing found in Jesus. Separating and punishing Christians so they cannot attract new members for sharing the gospel message of hope is disturbing and ludicrous. It is. It is sad but not surprising in our world of cancel culture to hear that the gospel message which is rooted in the Christmas story is no longer appropriate for A.H. and must be kept separate.
2: Yeah. It's backwards, you know. It's just just stupid.
1: Here's another stupid article sent to me. It says that the Headlines say, Boards Approval of After-School Satan Club for Elementary Students Sparks a Controversy. This also comes from ChristianHeadlines.com. And parents at an Illinois elementary school... Yeah,
2: that's that's the problem with public school systems. ...are expressing
1: concern after the local school board approved a new extracurricular club for children that will be led by members of the Satanic Temple and held in school facilities. Mm -hmm. The so-called after-school Satan Club was approved by the Moline Coal Valley School District Board of Education on January 10. The club will hold meetings at the school beginning at 2.45 p.m. immediately after school, and then it lists days that that they can attend. It is open to children in 1st through 5th grade, although students do need permission from their parents to attend. The Satanic Temple calls itself the primary satanic religious organization in the world. Even though the group itself is atheistic and believes in neither a literal God nor literal Satan, instead the satanic temple venerates the biblical Satan as a symbol of defiance, independence, wisdom, and self-empowerment. It rewards devil's advocate scholarships, In the amount of $666 to multiple grades, including to elementary students. (laughs) Mm 666. Oh, my goodness. According to flyers, the after-school Satan Club meetings will include science projects, puzzles, games, craft projects, and a snack. The flyer also says that children will learn benevolence, empathy, personal sovereignty, and problem-solving. The school district said it had a legal obligation to approve the club just as it approved an evangelistic good news club. The Moline Coal Valley School District and Board of Education have policies and administrative procedures in place which allow for community use of public of its publicly funded facilities outside of the school day.
2: Right, that's the problem with public funding. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know, even even these uh, healthcare, because I believe the Supreme Court was, uh, I think they were at fault for saying healthcare workers have to get vaccinated, you know, and then uh, based upon, I guess the standards within each state, but there are some states who recognize medical reasons for not receiving the vaccination, but not religious exemption. And some person said that's discriminatory, and it and it is. And you know, I'm just thinking that when when it comes to like this this public funding, mm-hmm. you know, if the people who are being let go, if they can have their own private organization which doesn't rely on any federal
0: funding, funding
2: right, or state funding, so that they can stand on their own, independent, because those skills are needed.
0: Yeah, I think. If I think schools now, if you want to get into you know education and starting schools, it's almost it's now getting to a point that you have to be independent. You have to find ways of getting funding without um, the government because the government is. I would say the donkey party for the <laughs> Democrats. They're yeah. just trying to take everything left and right. trying to please everybody and everything everybody like that. Except everybody for except a Christian.
2: Christians who believe in the Lord, they don't want that. But anything else spare game.
1: So here's another article that says over 100 Christian colleges in the United States have ties to Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. Over the past two years, more than 100 Christian colleges and universities in the United States have been identified as having ties to Planned Parenthood. The report was published last month by the Institute for Pro Life Advancement and Pro Life Group Students for Life of America. And it offers an analysis of all 784 colleges and universities in the United States that are affiliated with Christian churches. And they published a document breaking down each school's connection with Planned Parenthood. According to the Christian Post, the research found that about 103 of the nation's Christian colleges have had some type of relationship with the nation's largest abortion provider. So it's no surprise then that Planned Parenthood had snaked its way onto college and university campuses all over the United States. But what may come as a surprise to some is that this includes schools that identify as Christian institutions despite the fact that scripture and Christian tradition are soundly anti-abortion.
2: Right. Yeah, It's It's, it's hypocrisy is what it is. You know, and I, I, this one lady, her name is Candace Owens. You know, some yes. things she says I agree with, some I don't, but there's no mistaking that, you know, she's very articulate, you know, and does her research. But she was saying, and it impressed me when she said it, she said that our population would be doubled if we had not been aborting our young. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that amazed me. and so you're thinking United States, you know, our population as a whole, not just the not just Latinos, not just blacks, but as a whole, mm-hmm. would probably would have doubled if they weren't killing their young. Mm-hmm. I remember when this album was put out, I forgot the rock group, but the name of the album was America Eats Its Young.
0: No Parliament. <laughs> yeah, no Parliament. Funk and delegate had that when George right. Clinton said he had that on his cover, America Eats its as young. As young. And right. it's true
2: yeah and it's just it's just a, it's just amazing you know how out the the talent that's been snuffed out, you know the potential
0: yeah you have a lot could have had a lot of scientists, technology right. engineering mathematicians
2: right, and then people who acknowledge the Lord, people yeah. who praise the lord you just it's just um, uh, amazing how people are so reckless and so considering that planned parenthood was initially set up so that people of color shouldn't be bringing children into the world. I, that's to me. That's a double shame. Yeah, upon us. That was that's
0: ridiculous. Yeah, because that was her. That was uh, the founder's intention. goal. That was her, and she didn't want the word to go out. But the Lord allowed that word to go out right. to let her know what her true intention was. She wasn't for us. She was right. just against us. And Danny put all the Planned Parenthood right in our right. neighborhoods. Right. You now, never see
2: our young people being targeted in, yeah. in college, and that's not intelligence. You know, you set up something like that on campus. All that does, it says, if you make a mistake or if you're reckless and you have uh, intercourse and you get pregnant, life is just that cheap. You just, it's, it's as cheap as going to a Planned Parenthood and just aborting your young.
0: And then try to make it so simple like you can just take a pencil and erase something
2: right. like, voila, it's gone, right. but it's not. Getting rid of your child. It's not. I mean, when you really think about it, that is just so bizarre. They said, what are you doing? I'm killing my baby.
1: Mm. Well, here's an article saying that Ohio Governor Mike DeWine, he's a Republican, he signed a bill into law recently that requires doctors to save the life of a baby who is born alive after an attempted abortion or face criminal charges. Senate Bill 157 called the Born Alive Infant Protection Act by supporters also mandates that doctors report all instances in which a baby is born alive after an attempted abortion. And it prohibits clinics that perform abortions from working with doctors who teach at medical schools affiliated with state universities or other public institutions. The bill would require doctors to complete a child's survival form or face a third degree felony. Governor DeWine and Ohio Republican legislators have been courageous advocates for the most vulnerable among us, the uh, unborn. The
2: unborn, but what, are, what do you think the chances are that the bill is going to pass?
0: Not likely. It's going to face a lot he of opposition. It into
1: law. He signed it into law? Right. He oh. signed it into law recently. And, of course, you know, the... Planned Parenthood in the Ohio region. They're
2: trying to have an they said
1: Anti-abortion politicians have made it their job to bury abortion providers under so many trap laws. Okay. So, now well, Providing thank and that. accessing mm-hmm. essential health care to Ohioans has become an obstacle course.
2: Uh, that's not essential health care. Uh, how to murder your child. So... Uh, <laughs> I, well, I'm thanking the Lord because he actually had Thank ability to sign that. into law because if it had to be something that had to be voted on, Except I don't Except,
1: on the I, other hand, in Illinois, the governor signed a law uh-huh. letting teen girls get an abortion without parents Kay. knowing about it. Right. And he said he was protecting reproductive rights. That's
2: ridiculous. And, you know, and, and, and if a child... Is to me, if they are bold enough and savvy enough to kill their own young, I feel like they're capable of raising themselves. They call it the, <laughs> call it the Youth
1: Health and Safety
2: Act. Yeah, right. Uh, yes, a safety act. Put the child on a procedure that could potentially kill her, you know, because depending on who's doing the abortion, they could actually botch the job. So I... I, I just... I, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. But I'm thanking God so that... one governor... Uh, signs a law. See, I didn't know they, that uh, they had that legislative ability, but since they do... Thank do, God for that. I thank the Lord for it because it makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. you just don't arbitrarily... If you realize
1: that a baby can survive out of the womb, you shouldn't even be trying to abort. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. in this day and age where abortion is so prevalent... And we're trying to keep people from aborting babies. Right. Here's an article from the Christian Post that said a teen mom confessed to tossing her newborn into a dumpster. And now she's charged with murder. You know? Uh, I mean, I...
2: I feel sorry for the baby and... I the feel baby sorry for her.
1: The baby survived. The charged with murder? I guess. <laughs> How? Uh, attempted murder. Oh, attempted. Okay. Attempted. She's scheduled for a court appearance. Um, well, I, at I, I, I do Lovington, New Mexico, and uh, is charged with attempting to commit first-degree murder. I guess somebody knew that she was pregnant. Um, they were aware of it, but then. She said, "Oh, I had a miscarriage, but then
2: someone found the baby."
1: Um. Well, I think they found it on. Someone, she she was throwing it in a dumpster. And somebody must dumpster and diving. And they saw, mm-hmm. they, they found it on tape, behind some uh, surveillance footage. You know, mm-hmm. some some building had a surveillance footage, mm-hmm. and um. And, and I, this guy said that looked kind of odd. You know, and and so they went, called the police, and then uh, they wanted to know what we're looking for. And uh, he said somebody threw a black garbage bag into the dumpster, and then that's how they found it. And the I think the reason why shows the, that
2: she, she did, did, it. did do it, but then, I think they didn't want to charge her because of the fact that she could have left the baby at a... Fire station. She could have left the baby at the emergency entrance of a hospital. She could have. She could have done a number of things besides throwing the child in the garbage. No, oh, but what
1: I was saying is that that's a Well, this is in uh, New Mexico. Uh-huh. With the laws the way they are, I'm surprised. You know, if they allow abortions, they allow um, all that. Why, why charge her with murder then? Mm-hmm. But I guess the laws are different in different states, you know.
2: Yeah, but I think she needs she needs counseling. Yeah, but, but that is, to me, extreme, to take your child and mm-hmm. throw your child in the dumpster like garbage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So anyway, I have a few more articles here. I don't know how many I'll get to, but, um, you know, recently Boris Johnson... And the the prime minister in England, mm-hmm. you know, he's people are calling for him to step down because, because he was found partying with people no masks, no social distancing. And they want him to step and, down because of it. Well, he, because the law is saying that everybody else has to social distance, wear masks. Everybody else has to.
2: Where was you he know. partying in, in in his own country? Or was he abroad?
1: No, I think it was in his own country, but ah, somebody well,
2: was, he's silly.
1: was on videotape. But anyway, he says, this article says that he used his Christmas message to urge people to get vaccinated and boosted against COVID-19 because it is the Christ-like thing to do. Oh, really? And he said that <laughs> goes along with Jesus' teaching to love our Neighbors, huh? But I find it ironic that he—well, he was loving his neighbors. He was loving <laughs> his neighbors, but <laughs> <laughs> he, can, he can set laws into effect that um, that go for other people, but not but, for him. But. but not for him and his group, his circle. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll continue with. Um, We'll continue next week with
0: some of the topics. Yes, praise the Lord, and let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Today's verse of the day comes from Titus 3 and 5. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Now, ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise
1: the Lord. Last week's Food for Thought was, The mouth of a righteous man is what? And the answer is, a well of life. And that answer can be found in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 11, which reads, The mouth of a righteous man is a well of life, but violence covereth the mouth of the wicked. This week's Food for Thought is... Reproofs of instruction are what? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.